0: Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN Political Director. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for February 24th, 2021. Democrats clearly don't have the votes yet for one of Joe Biden's cabinet picks, as two more come under fire. We'll discuss that, plus members of the Republican Party continue to butt heads over Donald Trump. And finally, how one Texas Democrat is using the recent storm that left millions without power in her quest to turn a part of that state blue. When you're the majority party in Congress, there's usually only one reason why you postpone a vote— you postpone a vote because you don't yet have the votes to pass whatever that item is. Today, it became clear when we heard from the two Senate committees with oversight and responsibility for passing through the nomination of OMB director for the Biden administration that they would not be holding their planned committee votes on Neera Tandon's nomination just yet. That sent off fire alarms because clearly Democrats do not yet have the votes to confirm Joe Biden's choice. Near a tandem for this post. One key Democrat on one of these committees is getting all the attention right now. Democrat Kirsten Cinema of Arizona refuses to make clear whether or not she supports the Tandon nomination. Now, this is critical. Remember, Joe Manchin last Friday said he is not going to support the tandem nomination. That means that the Biden administration is scrambling to find at least one Republican to join all the rest of the Democrats to get her through the confirmation process. But Kirsten Cinema, another Democrat, hasn't yet said whether or not she's on board. And she sits on one of these committees. So the postponement of the committee vote immediately meant that all attention was focused on cinema to figure out if indeed she's opposed to the nomination. If that's the case, the tandem nomination is all but dead at this point. If not... The Biden administration still plans to try and woo perhaps Alaska Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski, a moderate Republican, over to the side of getting Nira Tandon through this process. As for the White House's part, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki made clear today, for the moment, they're still standing by her. As the president uh, repeated yesterday, uh, we're fighting for her nomination, and she and our team remain in close contact and close touch with senators and key constituency groups. Uh, she's an expert whose qualifications are critical during this time of an unprecedented crisis. Tanden, for now, appears to be the only nominee in real danger of going down here. Javier Becerra for HHS secretary and Deb Holland for interior secretary, certainly facing the full assault of Republican opposition in their continued hearings today. But right now, they still look like they both have the votes to get through the Senate confirmation process. Now, here's what else matters today. That Republican civil war you hear so much about still seems to be raging. Again, I don't think that each side of this war is equal in size. In fact, Mitt Romney made that point when he spoke to the New York Times, and he said that Donald Trump, should he run again for the nomination in 2024, would likely win the nomination and be the Republican Party's nominee for president again in 2024. He said that Trump, quote, has by far the largest voice and a big impact in my party. He also acknowledged that the Romney side of the party is pretty uh, slim and slight in total numbers. Romney's assessment comes as we see the Republican Party of Pennsylvania actively now considering a censure for Pat Toomey and how he behaved by voting to convict in the impeachment trial. We see the... Absurd comments that Ron Johnson made, the conspiracy theory-laden comments that he made at the hearing concerning the January 6th insurrection yesterday. Well, Adam Kinzinger, one of those who voted to impeach the president, one of those more moderate Republicans, he slammed back on Twitter and hit Johnson saying, quote, It's disgraceful for a sitting senator to spread disinformation so blatantly. So, you see, these different voices from different factions of the party are still clearly at odds with each other in the public square, but perhaps nothing encapsulates so perfectly this moment in time in the Republican Party and sort of the Trump fealty test that exists than what occurred when two critical House Republican leaders were holding a press conference today. Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader, Liz Cheney, the number three House Republican, the chair of the conference, they were asked whether or not Donald Trump should be speaking at CPAC this weekend, that conservative gathering. Take a listen. Yes, he should. Congresswoman Cheney, the, that's up to CPAC. I've, I've been clear in my views about uh, President Trump and, and the extent to which Please. following, the extent to which following January sixth. Uh, uh, I don't I don't believe that he should be playing a role in the future of the party or the country. Folks, you could not have it any clearer. The Republican leader in the House says, yes, he should speak at CPAC. The number three Republican in the House who voted to impeach him says he should have no role in the future of the party. McCarthy's acknowledgement of this disunity on display uh, is certainly quite amusing, but the Republican Party is going to have to resolve this if it is going to be a successful party in 2022 and 2024. And finally today, Could Texas winter disaster help Democrats politically in the Lone Star State? The winter weather crisis in Texas left many families across the state without heat or running water for days. The Republican leadership in the state is clearly under heavy criticism for the way in which this entire process played out. And now... In one congressional district, Texas' 6th congressional district, there is soon to be a special election there to replace Representative Wright, who passed away from COVID earlier this year. And one of the Democratic candidates in that race, Sean Lassiter, launched an ad where she's shown sitting in the dark, in the cold, with her breath fogging up the frame, throwing an elbow to Ted Cruz for taking his storm vacation in Cancun. Families who have power are bringing in strangers during a pandemic. But our senator leaves for a beach vacation. It should be instant for our leaders to care. This is clearly a Republican-leaning district, though one that has grown more competitive over the years. Uh, Donald Trump only won it by about three points. But what we're now going to look to see is if this moment, this crisis in Texas history actually impacts its politics. Democrats have long sought to find a way to turn Texas blue. Is this going to be a big enough rift between Texas voters and the Republican leadership that they've had to give Democrats an opening? That is something to watch in 2022. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.